Hosts, Jeriah <laughs> Chaletta. Hello, hi. And the uh, always a guest, Robbie. Hi. <laughs> I'm just here. That's how I'm doing it. All right. <laughs> no complaints. <laughs> no complaints. And we're doing a, a new thing this week. Something I've been talking about, and we couldn't figure out a good way to really set it up until now. Is this a movie? Because <laughs> I watch a lot of things that don't normally fall <laughs> under movie. <laughs> but, a lot of things, in fact, I would say you yeah. watch that don't fall under the terms of that that's a movie. Yeah. And I really want to, like, show them. And I was, th- I was talking about, like, a way to do it. And we've landed on this. So it's, it's still experimental. Send us your feedback if you have any. If you think something worked and something didn't, I would really appreciate it because I'm flying by the seat of my pants or however. <laughs> But this is basically the short segment, and I have really no limit of what I'll grab from. As and I think today's a good showing of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it drives leaving away with more questions and answers with yeah. this one. <laughs> I am super excited to hear you explain what happened in one of these. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, so yeah, this shorts uh this week. We have four shorts, and the first one is Shop by Jack Stalber. Then we watched Cat Soup, directed by Tatsuo Sato, with the original story being by Nekojiru. Then we watched Opal, also by Jack Stalber. And we finished it up with False Memory by Studio Flint Sugar. All of these were available on YouTube. I will say with Cat Soup, it's not actually like a YouTube thing, but there's not actually a real way to stream it, and I don't know if it even released any like home media. Huh. I know it was like on Netflix for a while, and I think on Crunchyroll for a while, but there's not like a way to watch it now. That's weird. So there's like not a place for it? No, I couldn't find anything in my look. I mean, of course, as always, we're American, so maybe if you're in a different country, go ahead and check yours, and you right. might find it. Yeah. But yeah. But the rest are on YouTube, officially uploaded by all their creators. Should be able to find all of them if you just look up the names. And I am going to try to connect these all with the theme. Good and luck with that. today's theme is Existential Crisis. Okay, I feel it. Yep. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and unlike our normal show, we have already seen the shorts. Yes. But before we get into that, I guess just a quick update on our own lives. Uh, Jiraiya, why don't you start us? I never just start. You don't. So yeah, it was just mine was his three-year anniversary. Yeah. Oh. And I was Happy uh, anniversary. Yeah. Happy appara- birthday. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, year three is the leather anniversary. 
Um, I thought it was like, yeah, I guess it's like gold, silver. No, wait, gold <laughs> is not the I first gold's one. gold's like 50, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got something to look forward to. Yeah. So uh, did you did you get like leather chaps? Did all of our family give you leather chaps? We, we just went all in on one gift for both of us. We have a leather swing in the bedroom now. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Liz got me like uh, I've been needing like a new like carabiner for my keys, so she got me like a leather one that has like a hook on the end of it. What's a carabine? Carabiner. It's like what I put my keys on, like slips onto your belt. You're supposed to oh, use it for, like it rock like climbing. A, oh, like a lanyard kind of, but small. Yeah, but small. Okay. You use it for like rock climbing to clip onto stuff. Oh, okay. That I know. thing. Yeah. Yeah. They make those out of leather. That one. Huh. It does. It's really cool. It has a J Rye on it. Which, nice. Yeah. Very fun. Which is three of the letters in your name. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I got her this leather thing. It's uh, not a leather thing. It's, <laughs> it's like, like really it. You can swing on it. <laughs> it's a picture made out of leather. Okay. And like etched into it, and it's like a tree. Yeah. It's very cool. Very uh, sweet. <laughs> Just like this, is like Liz got me this like carabiner because I've been asking for one for a while. I got her a thing. Oh, it's leather. I think <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what. I got her a catching mitt. <laughs> <laughs> but for our three year anniversary, we went out and ate, and that was cool. Um. Uh, super expensive. We decided to just like go all out on a super expensive dinner. They went to McDonald's and ordered one of everything. <laughs> it's actually funny because that's what her mom said to do. <laughs> she like, just go to McDonald's. It's, it doesn't matter. Um, we decided to go all out on a dinner. We went to the Melting Pot, which I think is like kind of like a chain thing. It's like cheese melt fondue sh- stuff. Yeah, right? but they have like a four course dinner thing that you can do. Ooh! So we did that. You get to start with cheese fondue, then like- yes. White fondue, it's, chocolate fondue. You start with cheese fondue, uh, and then you get a salad. Each of you get a salad of your choice, and then you go on to like a platter. It's like meat and vegetables and a bunch of stuff, and they give you like a batter of your choice, and then you just cook it at the table. Okay. Uh, like we basically had an entire meal of fried food because that was the batter we went. That with. sounds right off your alley. It was fucking amazing. I loved it. Nice. <laughs> um, and then we got dessert. Which was chocolate fondue. Yeah, I mean, um, what, I would be disappointed if they didn't. <laughs> yeah, right. And that was just like a bunch of fruit and stuff like that. And we got like some macaroons with it. And it was fantastic also. I had a really great old fashioned. We were there for two and a half hours. Basically, I mean, get your money's worth. Come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we fucking, that's the most I've spent on a meal for just us two ever. $500. Um, like 160 yeah, um, for two, yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. But yeah. it was also like a couple of drinks and like a bunch of extra stuff. So it was, mm-hmm. it was a good time. We, yeah. I've never chewed for that long in my entire life because <laughs> it was just two and a half hours of chewing. Basically, it was fantastic. It was a, it was a great time. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you, Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also had a date night last night. Um. Did you also go to the Mel's Pot? <laughs> no. Well, I went to a fondue place, and there was this really annoying couple said it was their three-year anniversary left. They wouldn't stop laughing. It was so annoying. They, they like, just started giving everyone leather. <laughs> <laughs> I kept talking about leather while he was chewing in my ear the entire time. It was weird. <laughs> no, um, we actually went up to Denver for Ooh. our little date night, because it's just one of those, like, since me and Angelica, are, or me and Jell are both working different schedules now, um, it... We just we finally had an, our a night off where we were both off, and so we decided to use that to go and have like a really nice date night. And I was telling her like, well, one thing I was thinking about was like, cause I'm really weird. Like my birthday's coming up in a couple of weeks, uh-huh. what? and I'm really weird about uh, people buying me things that are actually worth a lot. <laughs> but like, <laughs> so like I told her like I kind of want to get a birthday present to, or for, for myself. So I bought myself 
Excuse me. Cyberpunk 2. No. Early <laughs> access. No, I bought myself a new computer monitor, but this one actually has HDR built into it. And plus, now I have two 1440p monitors sitting next to each other. Oh, and so I like, imagine that that HDR monitor was quite a hefty fee. Actually, it wasn't. Ten dollars. Oh, wow. Because I know that like a couple of years ago, HDR monitors were fucking expensive. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing: is because like the the original 1440p monitor that I have is still an expensive monitor. But whenever I bought it back in 2016, I think I paid like six hundred dollars for it. <laughs> and it's 1440p, high res, or uh, like 165 hertz, and doesn't do HDR though, because that wasn't really a thing back in 2016. But right. This one is 170 hertz, 1440p, and it also has HDR HDR 400 on it. And I got it for 300. Nice. And that's how I talked her into it. I was like, that's going to be a gift for myself, basically. And so that way, you know. There are a lot of letters and numbers in that sentence. <laughs> and E understood none of it. <laughs> now you can enjoy the true, like, actual great feature of next-gen gaming, which is the HDR. Yeah. And that's what I did is I started, like, going through my games and, like, setting all the HDR. And then, like, I put, like, an HDR video on YouTube and was going between, like, my HDR screen and my non-HDR screen to see the difference between them. It was pretty nice. You're looking like, uh, Meat Boy, uh... But actually, I bet Meat Boy looks really good with HDR. Actually, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's Flash. I think Flash only goes so much, but... But it's the... You have the super bright red and the really inky blacks. I bet if that's HDR enabled, I that would look great. I bet you can't see anything, and it probably would be really hard to play, actually. It's probably amazing. I bet it's amazing. you <laughs> like, I can't see if I'm making the jumps, but damn, does it look good. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> But yeah, like I got myself that and I talked her into doing that because it's like, and after I get the monitor, because like I already knew what I wanted to get. So I like walked into Micro Center, uh, grabbed it and then walked out like we were in there for 10 minutes, maybe. Nice. And so the rest of the night we went and we decided we we're going to have a date night in Denver and went to another expensive place too called Ocean Prime, which is like in downtown Denver. Nice. Yeah. So we had that date night. Most important thing about last night, though, is I got this. Oh, it's an Obatone. Yeah. It's all I know it is the thing that's in a bunch of dumb TikTok videos. <laughs> it's it in was, dumb YouTube videos too, thank you very yeah, much. <laughs> it was a it was around way before TikTok. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, uh I found out about it through other things than TikTok. Oh, uh, that's amazing. <laughs> For those who don't have eyes in their ears, um that's that's it, how... it's a music note with a face on it and you can play music on it. Yeah. I just need to buy batteries for it, which I was gonna do before I came here for the podcast, but I was gonna run late if I went to the store who'll go buy batteries, so I just came here instead. It looks like a sperm. Yeah. It's a musical sperm, thank you very much. <laughs> could you No, I'm not even gonna finish that thought. <laughs> Are, were you gonna ask if I could imagine playing a sperm? No, I was oh. gonna ask if you could imagine having sex and then after you climax it just plays a little song. <laughs> Is that a bunch how of it happens atom- for everybody? <laughs> a bunch of automatons going <laughs> <laughs> I thought yeah. that was everyone's experience. <laughs> yeah, after I buy batteries for it, maybe I'll be able to come back next week and like play Megalovania or something. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> and I won't know the song. Yeah, so just, that's definitely a sperm singing. Yeah. Uh, well, that's fancy. I yeah. always, I kind of always wanted one, but I was like, I'll save my neighbors the. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's going to be that loud. I don't think, at least. Uh, but. It was one of those when I went to go buy my monitor, I was walking up to the front desk and they just had them sitting there next to the thing. So I was like, <gasps> I got to get one. I bet that's the first time that strategy worked for Anomato. <laughs> Probably. At oh. one point in time, like they're going for like 60 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. What? Yeah. They were really popular for a while on YouTube. Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, I got it for like 30 bucks. Nice. But yeah, other than that, um, I'm working on med- or I'm working on nails at work now, which there's a lot of like hand tightening the chucks on that one, so my hands have just been sore for the past week. Other Good. than that, 
same or same business as usual. All right, E. Complete the trifecta. What was your super expensive date night last night? <laughs> All right. So I went to Chipotle Ooh. by myself. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh no, I I am the asexual bachelor <laughs> who lives alone, so none of those escapades for me. But I did start work on my game again, which yeah. I was excited about. Um not a whole lot done for it, but I implemented rails and grinding on the rails because that's like one of my favorite features in any video game honestly i saw that and i really i i need to tweak it a lot for sure but i really like how it worked so So, like is that going to be a major part of the game now yeah basically my plan is at this point in the game to you get a branching path that you have to kind of cross fade back into because it's metrovania and i was like I don't have much Metrovania elements in my Metrovania. <laughs> but, like, that's the idea. So, like, in this part of the game, it's, like, focused on rails. I'm not sure about the other part. I was going to do, like, minecarts, but I was like, that's probably going to be too similar to the rails. Maybe, yeah. So, I'll I'll figure that out, what I want to do for it, but... Trampoline. <laughs> that's in the first area, basically. Ice trampoline. <laughs> what, is, what changes? You fall off of them. <laughs> it's like when you're, it's like trying to use a trampoline on like a snowy day, and you're just like, "Yeah, we all fuck." Exactly. <laughs> I implement tripping into my game. <laughs> no, um, it's probably gonna be something technology focused because like the rails, quote unquote, are actually vines because it's gonna be like a grass area, right? So I want like technology to really like. So the player's like, yep, these are clearly distinct things that I'm running through, and I'm not going to get lost between them. <laughs> okay. You can really tell what parts I dislike about Troy Vegas with yeah. how I talk about them. Yes, but. yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing that and having fun, and I'm excited to get back into the swing of things and maybe make $5 off the game. Woo! <laughs> cool. Yeah. But that, that is our lives out of the way. Yeah. Onto the meat and potatoes of the, the main event. <laughs> the main on the on course. The on-course? main course. I mix entree <laughs> and main course. That's the same thing. <laughs> the four course movie we just watched. <laughs> yeah. <Hey. laughs> um. So again, this is experimental. So we might change some of how we do this, but as of now, the idea is we're gonna give you a rundown on each with some general thoughts. And then come back at the end with, like, discussions of what was our favorites, basically. Yeah. And whichever one we deem our favorite today will be categorized as a movie. It is a film. (laughs) No matter what anything else says about it, it is a film (laughs) from now on. You can put that on the Wikipedia page of whatever we put. Don't don't vandalize Wikipedia. (laughs) Whatever wins this is in the running for best feature film at the end of the year for our whatever thing it was. Sure, that sounds fun, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But we'll go in the order that I had us watch this, which I I accidentally made just constant tonal whiplash. But Uh yeah. uh, First off was Shop, a A pop opera. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Weird. Yeah, so the basically the really quick rundown of this is a man's just grocery shopping and has an existential crisis with every item he picks up. Yeah, <laughs> just like a complete 
breakdown in his mind of what it means to be buying bread. Yeah. And, and milk. <laughs> just, and paper towels. All started off by he can't choose what free sample to pick up. <laughs> just imagine if you had to break down every aisle in a grocery store. That's what this, mm-hmm. that's what this short is. Yeah. <laughs> On top of that, he also ends up meeting a person that uh, is, I don't know, kind of adds on to his mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah, that every, are also uh, shaped like the thing he's shopping for. Yeah, I was yeah. wondering if, like, I didn't pick that up until like my second time I watched this, honestly, which was on a computer screen, Right. so that's probably why, <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, um, so he'll be, he'll be like, okay, I need to get milk. And then he meets a person who looks like milk who will, like, give him basically an existential crisis mm-hmm. of some sort. And then they leave and he figures, he finds the item and has a song about it. Yeah. I guess that does make sense, because, like, the first one is the milk and, like, that old woman is just like, pecan! Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Pecan! Uh, oh, you want the pecan cookies? Pecan! Yeah. Oh, oh uh, here you go, man. This isn't what I asked for. And like, oh, uh, I'm sorry. And like, you know, kind of looks like an old carton of milk. And then he picks up a carton of milk that's expired. And then yeah. and sings a song about how it lived a full life before yeah. expiring and dying. And like, what kind of life it led. Yeah, what and kind like, of milk were you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually my favorite line in that song. I Each song has like a dumb line like that. And it yeah. cracks me up. <laughs> but yeah, so this was a musical. It was the first of... The two main, like, smalls, they were kind of called, that Jack Starber did for Adult Swim. The other one is Opal, which we'll discuss later. I think you could tell it's his first, too. He kind of wasn't quite into, like, telling a long narrative like this. I... <laughs> you say that, but I don't know if I agree with that, that you can tell it's his first, because I think it's as off-putting as his other one we watched. <laughs> um, His claymation style... <laughs> is very purposefully off-putting. Yeah. Like, uh, Robbie was saying during it, it reminded him of a lot of, like, the 80s and 90s kind of claymation, which wasn't supposed to be off-putting, but it was. Super was. Yeah. I, like, he, he, he is kind of co- going for that, I'm fairly certain, from seeing, like, t- inter- not really interviews, but just him talking about certain stuff he's made, and uh-huh. just, like, his general aesthetic he goes for in his videos are very, like, reminiscent of watching a weird VHS tape, basically. <laughs> I mean, it gave me that feeling of waking up at my grandma's house when I was, like, nine to something I didn't know was going on on TV and then going outside and playing. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but <laughs> that's what it made me feel like. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll say one thing for sure. His his stuff definitely suits Adult Swim. Oh, yeah, Definitely. Yeah, I, there's no question that that's like, where it belongs. If I woke up at 3 in the morning and saw this, I would know I was watching Adult Swim. Absolutely. it's Adult Swim is also weird because everything on it is like 10 to 13 to 30 minutes, depending on yeah. which programming block Sometimes it's in. Sometimes an hour randomly. Yeah, so like things like this can just exist alongside everything else. Like Same with Too Many Cooks or Too Many Chefs, yeah. whatever it was called. Like, and that's just a piece of their content now. Like They just play it. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Really weird. And I think... I think with this one, I know this is how they did it for when they originally uploaded it to YouTube, but it was actually split up with each segment. Uh, so was it like a so commercial like, break? Thing? Yeah, so like you would watch a commercial and then it would play like milk. Yeah, if you were high watching Adult Swim, <laughs> that that would have been a great time. Just like, why does oh milk? Oh yeah, what kind of it. milk am I? I could see it, but yeah. considering. Uh, they also had David Firth do a lot of stuff for Adult Swim too, if I remember correctly, and he. Uh, 
he's known for doing salad fingers. Mm-hmm. So he's also oh. known for doing weird extensionalism yeah. style of things. And so, like, the fact that Adult Swim's like, yeah, we'll give you money to go ahead and make these weird shorts for us. Like, it makes sense that they just hired other people. Like, hey, you're into making weird little short animated things? Like, yeah, sure, we'll hire you to do this yeah. little tidbit that we're doing. Yeah, and this guy was pretty popular before the, the, he was on Adult Swim too, which I think is why they chose him. Was he really? Yeah, he's he has a YouTube channel that gets, like, millions of views on every video. Huh. I'll be honest. Before you started showing me these things, the one thing I knew him for is that Buttercup song. Yeah, that's probably his most famous thing he's done. I know you last time I showed it to you, you hadn't you didn't recognize the song, but he made a song called Buttercup, which is really popular and sounds like gibberish, honestly, if you listen to it. But there are words, I assure you. Okay, <laughs> I feel like that's what this video or this episode could be called. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like gibberish, but there are words. <laughs> I don't know if that's really fair when two of these are in a different language. <laughs> so I think that makes it more fair. <laughs> so yeah, uh, general general thoughts about Shop, I guess, from you guys. It's really weird. I think his animation style is meant to be off-putting. I hope it's meant to be off-putting because it is for me. Uh, <laughs> and you'll feel bad if it isn't. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm, like, I'm so, so sorry, but your mind disturbs me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the songs are like fun at the time, but I can't remember. If I watched a couple times, obviously, I think that the songs yeah. would be in my head. Um, but it was like fun. Definitely different from the next one we watched. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, Robbie, what are your kind of general thoughts? About? I actually wrote down on my phone is it, uh, he meets weird people having uh, musical numbers about an ex- about being or having an existential crisis <laughs> yeah. about a shopping list. You could have guessed the theme of the episode then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that's it was odd, but I felt like it was meant to be odd. It's, yeah. it, it does feel like something that like while I was like just watching TV at three o'clock in the morning that I would like kind of stumble upon or kind of stumbling on to like the weird back room of YouTube. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this feels like something that I would have run into in the same day that I ran into Over the Garden Wall. <laughs> like, just for whatever reason, I just watched eight hours of YouTube one day, and this feels like one of those things I would have seen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I kind of surprised you, because he uploads a bunch of random shorts. So I, maybe you have seen one of his things. I don't know. Maybe, but, like, we live on very different parts of the internet. I mean, yeah, I guess so that's true. I watch just a lot of video essays about dumb horror movies and, like, old comedies and stuff. I watch a lot of video essays about random cartoons that no one talks about anymore. So we're just in a weird, yeah. we're in video essay different areas, man. It's <laughs> Apparently I'm the joining force between you two, because I watch I mean, both yeah. of those things. I mean, I've shown Darius stuff that, like, video essays I watched that he actually got hooked on. One yeah. of them, Defunct yeah. Land. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Defunct Land's great. Yeah. Um, but that's a that's a story for a different time, I guess. <laughs> uh, what did you think of this one, E? So I I do really like this. It like it it just it's one that just it puts a smile on my face. Like I, it's not one that like makes me think a lot or like I resonate with the main character of Shop. <laughs> <laughs> my existential crises are very different. Thank you very much. But oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know, like it just it's this is one I just would say it's fun. Like I I I should I mostly had this one as like a quote unquote palate cleanser. You can't have the palate cleanser first. Yeah, I can. I did. <laughs> palate I will say our, I will say our palate cleansers are very different. Like, <laughs> a video that I showed dried not too long ago where we like they made a song out of a cat drinking milk. <laughs> Fucking like, fire. That's, yeah, that that's a palate cleanser to me. <laughs> that's great um, shit. I will, I will say, like, I was debating putting Opal first or this first, because I wanted to split them up anyways. Yeah. 
And I decided doing this just so it kind of like, <laughs> like we could just sit and like start the <laughs> like getting ready for more. I guess. <laughs> I put this in here because I needed you guys to be prepared for the crazier shit. Yeah, kind of. Like, <laughs> if, if I started with, like, cat soup, I think you'd just like, what is going on anymore? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Whereas I seconded with cat soup, and maybe I should have that, switched that around too, but... It's... <laughs> I know this is probably pretty telling of, like, my taste on things, but if I think I ran into any of these accidentally on the internet, I think two or three minutes I would have clicked away. Aw. If that's telling of, like, my personal tastes on shorts. You're an old fuddy-duddy. Yes. <laughs> when, it comes, when it comes to shorts, for sure. Like, I, I want three minutes in and out. I'm bing, bang, I'm, I'm gone. Uh, and these weren't that. No. So I would were... have, my attention span would have been shot <laughs> if it weren't for a thing. But, yeah, I think that's most of shop. Like, there's not a whole lot to talk about with shop. It isn't yeah. really, like... It's literally just a guy having an existential crisis about what to get for his shopping list. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. Uh, So, we'll go ahead and move on to the next thing we watched, which was Cat Soup. <laughs> which, uh, hey, E. Hi. What the fuck was Cat Soup? Uh, so... A kid's sister is very sick and lost her soul, so he got half of her soul back, and then they go to the circus, and then uh, the apocalypse happens, and then they die. <laughs> That's what I would say Katsu was about, basically. And then there's in the afterlife? Uh, maybe. This is what, like, there's a ton of theories about what, like, the deeper meaning, like, the stuff with him, like, getting half of his sister's soul, that, that's just, like, straight up, that happened in the movie. That's not, like, a debatable. That's not questionable. That's just, yeah. okay. <laughs> but, like, some people are, like, wondering, like, if, like, is there symbolism to certain parts, or is it, like, just kind of a weird thing? I'm kind of with Robbie on this one. I'm pretty sure the animator just did some LSD <laughs> and let his hand do whatever it wanted. Honestly, with, like... The way the animation went with this one, it reminds me of like almost watching the the trippy version of like Fritz the Cat, which Fritz the Cat yeah, was like, like rated X. Yeah, like that old, from... yeah, the old uh, NC seventeen cartoon from the seventies. I haven't seen that, so I couldn't tell you. It but... got like so that movie, like the first half of it is like weird sex jokes, and the second half of it is like this weird kind of like there's a lot of symbolism dealing with like injustice and uh, racial inequality and stuff like and war and things like that but it's done in like the weird symbolism that happens like uh in cat soup that part where like god cuts the world in half and like it falls into the gears of time and then he has to put the gears of time in reverse and you see all these like horrible war yeah. atrocities happening in reverse like it's kind of like that in fritz the cow and it starts going to like racial injustice and like kind of like almost the scene of like a black man growing up and being um uh being teased because he's black and then like growing up to being discriminated because he's black and then eventually joining the army and having to do horrible things in the army while he's there and stuff like that because like those are also made towards the end of vietnam too so right. it did like a lot of weird anti-crime stuff but like it was in a weird psychedelic way that they went through doing stuff like that hmm. and it's what it reminded me of it was like old 70s cartoons like that um cat soup reminded me of the cutaway gags in monty python that seems fair like the weird like godhead stuff and mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Um so I get I'll give like a I'll go first, I guess. I uh <laughs> I don't think I can tell you anything that happens. <laughs> so I could try. I mean I gave you the I, I saw now, some of the symbolism in there, but yeah. like 
it looked like it wasn't really attached to anything. I mean, I haven't, I didn't do like any history into the um, auth- I I know a little bit about the original author because it was originally a manga before that. Um, oh, okay. Like random, <laughs> I think it was like segments were released weekly, huh. which kind of explains why it feels so sporadic sometimes with okay. what happens. Yeah. Um, most I looked learned about him is the author actually did commit suicide at a point. Which seems harsh, but like, I think watching it, I kind of, it kind of is like a look into her psyche thing, in a way I would feel. Chaotic. Yeah, like, it's one of those things. Like, I I don't believe anyone's truly disconnected from the world or themselves when they create any piece of art, as much as we think. Through. I think some of like your opinions or beliefs always will shine through in your art, even if you don't expect it to. And I think some of that is here and there's it's it's under a lot of symbolism and some of it might just be for fun because like there are some parts that are just interesting to look at. Yeah, I mean, say what I will about cat soup. (laughs) Um, Every 20 seconds, there's something new and weird and different to look at. Yeah, like. The slowest part of cat soup is really just the beginning and then I feel like it just cranks its high gear and it's like, what is anything anymore? I was immediately lost, if that helps. <laughs> no, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, <laughs> but I get, like, so background with me, I watched this because I saw some reviewer talk about it in, like, a bunch of Halloween, quote-unquote, related, like, animation stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of interested in this. Because he was like, it's just this, like, insane thing, and there's probably symbolism. So I took a watch, and I kind of fell in love with it immediately. Hmm. And it's one of the reasons I wanted to show it. And I knew Jiraiya probably wouldn't, really like it which i'm always prepared for <laughs> well it's just a matter of we have very different tastes and stuff yeah. like i already know like you don't really like watching something without a direct um like plot or something a like lot purpose. of purpose yeah yeah whereas i'm like i'm always willing to just go for the ride and this movie is 100 a ride yeah it, it makes me think that if i actually did bring uh detective heart of america to the podcast to watch, he would probably like it. Dry would just be pissed the entire time. Yeah. I would be angry if you made me watch that. <laughs> and I've always like, I know it's like the oh the animators were high when they did it. like I've seen so much stuff in my life that I don't even like. I just know some people have very vivid and like spontaneous kind of imagination like that. Like I've seen much, much surre- more surreal animation than this. I mean, worthy enough, so have I. That's why I was just kind of watching, like, okay, okay, I think this is a symbolism for this or yeah, that. Or like, like, oh, I wonder if this is a meta commentary on how human trafficking is, like, just elephants walking around. Water elephant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I didn't get anything from it. I think, no, I think that's fair. Like, I think it's just a really interesting, like, surrealist thing about, like, two siblings, basically. Yeah fighting against the end of the world. This makes me feel like if I were to bring Pink Floyd's The Wall to the podcast, I don't know how dry I would feel about it. I've seen it many times. That's a very different thing, because there's literally music that goes with it and explains exactly what's happening. Kind of, but... Um, whereas this is... There's n- almost no dialogue whatsoever. Almost none, and it literally is just whatever you think it is. Like, yeah. that's fine. Like, I'm not entirely against that. But I also, I also like narratives a lot. I think that's fair. I mean, 
I'm always I'm a very uh, there's a time and place for all kinds of media like that. Like, like if you sat me down and were like, would you rather watch Cat Soup a hundred times or like something with a narrative? I'd probably go with the narrative, but like I still think it's a good thing to watch stuff like Cat Soup every now and then. For me, I should say. Yeah, I don't think everyone needs to be of that, and some people don't like surrealism in general. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna say I'm against it. Um, <laughs> I think Dry just like to have Dry likes to have a point to his media. Yeah, yeah, like if the entire point of me watching something is for it to make me be stuck in my own head, then it's kind of failed me personally for what I use media for. Like I don't yeah. use it to to be in my head more i use it to get out of my head so something that sticks me more in my head is kind of against what i use media I mean, I, and you know i can't get in my head because i can't see things in my head so maybe that's why i like surrealist stuff so much maybe maybe yeah <laughs> i have a very visual brain uh robbie do you have any just thoughts you want to talk about that one actually wrote that it was more surreal than existential but <laughs> i think that like i mostly do the existential because of, cause I know some of the theories and just, like, the thing about the girl basically being a walking corpse, the yeah. sister, through most of the movie because only half her soul was there. Yeah, it looked like she had a stroke. Yeah, like, again, that's one of the things people, like, theorize. Is it, like, was she left in, like, a, vegeta- a vegetable state and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. And, like, a thing for the existential is I saw someone who was, like, saying, this movie makes a lot of sense if you, like, took it from because in the beginning the little the young sibling falls into the bath and can't get out yeah and a lot of people were like s- discussing if maybe that person that sibling just straight up died and this is kind of her mind in her last moments kind of trying to piece together what is happening that's actually kind of what i assumed it was yeah, yeah. i think that's fair like i think I-, I think that's a pretty common theory for people to get at because Cat's head was under that water for a long time. Yeah, and, like, it does the thing where she gets half the soul, but, like, when you get back to the house, the cat's head's still in the water. Like, it didn't look like they were there, and any time they try to talk to adults, none of the adults actually acknowledge that they exist. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I think it's an interesting stuff like that, and that's why I kind of did it in the existential crisis. Although... (laughs) You guys brought up during the thing that surrealism could have easily just also been the theme of this. Uh-huh. Yeah, like yeah. this. This very much felt like almost like a Japanese version of a uh, Salvador Dali painting. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I can see that actually. Yeah. Yeah, but um, which honestly, Salvador Dali probably one of my favorite artists too. I don't know if I have a favorite artist. Me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, you're a writer, not an artist. Writing is an art. It is. Oh. <laughs> Glad so we could agree. Yeah, I was going to get more pushback on that. All <laughs> <No>. right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I did not expect this to be the one that, like, people really got onto. I just, I really like this, and I wanted to be like, look, it's Cat Soup. And there's, like, there's no way I could have done a normal episode with Cat Soup. Not, like, it's, like, teetering on the length of some of the movies I show. Yeah. But... <laughs> It, there's not there's, a discussion to really be had other than like the thing about maybe the kid was dead. You'd really have to go over every 20 seconds <laughs> of imagery and discuss it deeply to get a full episode out of it, I think. Yeah, but if you're like into surrealism, I do highly recommend this because it is really like beautiful to watch, I would argue. like There are really stunning visuals. 
I wish there was like a higher quality version I could find. The animation does look nice. Yeah, like I I this is one of the movies. This there's no way this could be not animated. Obviously, just because yeah. of how it was made. Which I mean, you could do it. <laughs> I think that's actually another thing we did. I uh, forgot to discuss with like uh, with shop the oh right the opera or the pop opera is uh it goes in between being cartoon style to claymation to like lo-fi yeah computer cgi yeah computer graphic a lot and, of like, different jumps between the in. three of them sometimes yeah. every now and then you'll see someone with like a claymation head but like a real body yeah, yeah. um jack sauber is one of the artists who like really tried to just test all the mediums to see what he liked and really just does whatever he wants like like with the animated portion it basically looks like it was like ms paint yep i'm not sure if it is or not i'm think it might be <laughs> honestly <laughs> but like it's very and like you could tell at parse that he like is actually just manipulating basically pixels mm-hmm. instead of like actually drawing each frame yeah yeah and i like i honestly really dig it because like it just it's so distinctly it. And like the, it is that, yeah, yeah, and like it, it fits what he's telling because it's kind of like a weird kind of like childlike. It feels like a story a child would tell, like oh, the guy went into the thing and he saw like a milk lady, and she <laughs> wanted pecans, but didn't have pecans, so um, no pecans. Yeah, and then he was like, "What kind of milk were you?" <laughs> I just love that line. I think the I think the milk song was my favorite one. Uh, I guess I could have asked that, like. I you said you didn't really remember any though. I think I enjoyed the paper towel one. <laughs> it had really nothing to do Mess. with paper towels. It was just about making messes. Yeah, yeah. I think that was fun. <laughs> I don't know the ones that stick out to me is either the milk song or the oatmeal song, just because like the oatmeal song <laughs> is purposely trying to make you feel uncomfortable while you're yeah. watching it. Oatmeal for breakfast and oatmeal for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> that one's great too. <laughs> That one loses me in the second half a bit, like from a song perspective. Yeah. It works in the narrative. Obviously. But that also goes into being existential because it goes yeah. on to like, uh, how human are you if you're trying to plan out every little detail of your life? Right. Mm-hmm. But um, back to where we were. Cat- I think we're probably <laughs> good with cat soup, uh, unless anyone yeah, had like, something they really wanted to talk about. <laughs> I I just no idea. Not your jam. Not my not my jam or my jelly. That's fair. And to Jack Stop- It could be my preserves, though. <laughs> uh, now on to Jack Stauber's second work for Adult Swim. Oh, well, technically third, but one was literally like a minute-long short. <laughs> uh, Opal. No, no subtitle on that one. It's just, just Opal. Opal. Um, disclaimer, I actually did show these guys Opal before, but it was like at midnight on a phone. <laughs> After we had done one of our live shows, we were super fucking tired. So I was like, I feel like... Yeah, I still had distinct memories of that because I had to try to go sleep after watching it. (laughs) Yeah, I remember you said after I showed you, like, I'm going to try to go to sleep and probably not. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I I really don't like his animation. Aw. Like, I think purposely you're not supposed to. Like, it's supposed to unsettle you, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't don't like it. It's the same thing of, like, with the uh, spoons. Rusty spoons. Oh, oh uh, salad fingers. Yeah, salad, salad fingers. fingers. Same thing with salad fingers. Like I can't, I can't like watch it for enjoyment. Um, maybe at a certain time in my life I could, but like <laughs> this is definitely a watch on Halloween type of thing. Like purposely be in that mood. Okay. Like this isn't a pure enjoyment thing for me at all. Oh. Um, it 
the animation style is unsettling and what I think the story is trying to say is unsettling. So I can't say that I just enjoy it on the grounds of enjoying it. I enjoy it as a piece of horror. I mean, it is a piece of horror. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, not something I could watch every day. I For sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Is that, is that a thing normally? That something, something you would I could watch, watch every, every day? day? Something I love I could watch every day. There's horror I could watch every day. Oh. Um, this I couldn't. I think <laughs> I, I think what it's trying to do is just it's too intense in every single aspect. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. There's a th- I remember whenever we were doing like the whole like looking up horror stories on YouTube and stuff mm-hmm. like that and like learning more about like some of the darker sides of the web and stuff like that. There's some crazy shit that we stumbled upon. There is. And like Maybe this is me reading too much into it, but, like, the implication here seems to be that this kid was sexually abused. Oh, no, I did not get that at all. I did. I got he was, like, sexually abused from, like, a higher up, and that's why he's not allowed to go over to the place. And, like, he's trying to, like, live with... Well, she, then, is trying to live with that and can't get that out of her head. Okay. And so, like, she ends up being stuck in this loop of, like, looking back to, like, a happier time when, like, it was just her happier family. But yeah, it's it. Everything about it is unsettling and feels bad to me. Okay, well, I didn't get a sexual abuse because um, I guess of course with any medium like this, there's a lot of interpretations to be had. Um, I've more interpreted it as just it was just a shitty home life and potentially abuse. I didn't think really sexual, but um, there's a lot of it seemed more like a lot of negligence from the family to me, and. Uh, the, the girl's name is actually, uh, Claire, but, um, she escapes into the life of Opal, which she sees on a billboard across the street, which is her idea of an ideal family and what she would want from a family. Yeah. So, like, I see it more as that. I don't really see, like, sexual abuse undertones, but. I, I think where I got that from is, like, the grandpa character. Uh, at least that's how I saw the character, like the old guy watching TV, like who I think is supposed to be blind. He is blind, yes. Yeah. Um, he's like, you don't smell like blah blah blah, like weird, and uh, oddly creepy because like he's really close to smell a person and like it's a whole thing for, like it maybe it's different like mental states of, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely rings of like sexual abuse and trying to deal with that trauma. I yeah, I guess that's fair. Like, is it a I mean, regard like if it's sexual or like there is some undertones right. of in like sort of abuse, whether it's just neglect or yeah, what for here for sure. Um, any other interpretation you felt, Robbie? I mean, I felt it was more about neglect than anything else, just because like you know you have the blind grandfather who only thinks about himself and his cigarettes, and then you have the who I'm guessing is either the father or the brother upstairs. I think who, it's the father, yeah, yeah, who is just completely obsessed with themselves. So it's like this sense of like extreme narcissism so like a sense of like extreme decay extreme narcissism and then like almost extreme neglect on top for like what i'm guessing is either like the mother or the grandmother character who just like lays in bed all day and doesn't do anything and it's either like a i saw it as either a sign of neglect or like for me it was almost a sign like i guess i didn't think as much into it as you guys did because uh, <laughs> i thought it was someone who like stumbled onto a bad situation like they're trying to like and trying to get out of the situation but find themselves stuck. 
is how I looked at it. But then I started to think about what you guys said about that, about how her name is Claire, but she sees Opal, the little girl who eats the burgers outside side on the billboard, and how she wants to be part of that family, but in reality, she's part of this other family. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so there's three, in there's, like, <laughs> a lot of interpretation, but that's the general gist of the story. Uh, Feel free to watch it and give your own. With all of these, feel free to watch and form your own opinions. We're not, like, doing as in-depth of what happens in the movie for all these, so I would encourage it right. anyways. Yeah, like, but. it's just off-putting. Even the songs where I think they're charming in uh, Shop. Shop. Um, it's the same style here, but, like, I feel like just the singing tone and the animation that's included with it um, make it genuinely disturbing. I mean, yeah, again, I that's kind of what he was going for. Like, a lot of the lyrics of the songs are very off-putting on purpose like um the first song uh i think it's called so easy to breathe or something along those lines that oh why is it yeah why seems so easy to to breathe breathe on tv TV. like he talks about like how the people in the tv are like stalking him and trying to steal his soul Mm -hmm. and like even like i think that's the most memorable song for me is that one because i think the beat stays with it but it is kind of like weirdly disturbing how this grandfather's like in this weird mental state of paranoia, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, it's something that I, I recommend on Halloween or, like, October. Um, <laughs> Not but I think August. It's, I genuinely think it's kind of a dangerous thing to, like, go in and watch if you're in a bad mood. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I didn't think of it. And, again, this is one of the weird disconnects from me and, like, how I perceive horror sometimes, too, I guess. Because, mm. like, Jariah was, like, after the, watching this, is like, and you thought, and, uh... And Midsummer gave you a panic attack. Yeah. Like, which, like, Midsummer, like, there's weird, freaky stuff in that, but nothing that, like, I even considered really too horrible, honestly. Like, there's horrible things in it, but even compared to his, la- to Ari Aster's last work of Hereditary, I don't think Midsummer even touches any I of mean, that. I think anything compared to Hereditary from what I've heard of it. That movie's great. Yeah. I'll never know. Also a movie that you shouldn't watch if you're in a bad mental state. <laughs> well, like, how you view Midsommar is kind of how I view it. Like, I don't find it that disturb this movie that, or this uh short that disturbing, honestly. I don't know, man. It's like, crazy. I think it's definitely horror. And, like, it kind of reminds me of something, like, a weird horror thing I would see late night on Cartoon Network. But it doesn't, like, strike me as that, like, unsettling, honestly. It's extremely unsettling for me. I don't know. I don't know why. I, know. I, I can't explain it. And but. like I said, I followed the guy's work a lot, so maybe that had something to do because he does do like weird claymation things like this a lot. Yeah, I don't. I yeah. genuinely don't like his claymation. <laughs> it makes me feel it's, gross under my skin. In a weird way, it's almost reminiscent of like '90s MTV cartoons. It, you know what it hit all of his claymation looks like? What? In awe, real monsters. Whenever they would do like a scary thing, it would go to like a super surreal, scary face for like one frame. Yeah. That's what every frame of this guy's <laughs> animation looks like. It's kind of amazing. Oh, man. Huh. I yeah. Know. I, know. <laughs> I know. I just was really surprised because I just like, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is like horror related. I bet Dry would like it. I mean, if you're <laughs> in the right mood for sure, but this is just. We'll have to try around Halloween again. I'll, I'll make <laughs> you have to watch an unsettling claymation <laughs> that you don't like to look at. <laughs> it's definitely uh, got to be in the mood for it type of thing. I don't know. I guess like. Maybe it's all about perspective, because, like, I never really was unsettled by claymation anyways. Hmm. 
Like, did because you guys were saying like some of the weird '90s claymations kind of unsettled you. Yeah, yeah, they all just look unnatural and odd. Yeah, like I never really got that watching claymation, so maybe that's another <laughs> reason why it doesn't really bother me that much. You have a very different disconnect between I uh, animation and reality. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Whereas I see fiction as fiction. And so, like, it all kind of hits me <laughs> the same way. I take it all in with the same amount of breath. I mean, I see fiction as fiction. I mean, I don't know. Like, we we said this before on some episodes. I really don't know where my line is. Yeah, me either. Because, like, <laughs> like, even today, like, we watched them so... And, like, in Cat Soup, there was a point where, like, one of the cats was getting their arms sewed back on. I could just watch that fine. Actually, I was going to question that, because that's... 100% needle shit. Yeah. And you yeah. were completely cool with it. I think it's because, like, it really just looks like sewing fabric to me rather than... Well, that was kind of, like, the whole thing because, like, the thing about that part in Cat Soup was uh, that woman, like, sewed on or sewed the hand back on, but she also just had, like, a bag full of limbs and was, like, making Frankenstein monsters out of all these different animals. Yeah, yeah that was weird. <laughs> and it was never brought up again. No. Nope. Like, um, every... Yeah. 25 seconds of that yeah. of cat soup it was really never only, brought up again the only thing that really came back in cat soup was the god <laughs> yeah that's it yeah. <laughs> um yeah i guess yeah i was like i had a surprise about opal i guess is what i was getting at but i <laughs> i really like opal like i think it's i like it a lot more than uh shop i think just because it's more narratively focused to me mm. but yeah, I was just kind of surprised. Like, I showed this to my brother, too, and he actually really dug it. I could see him really, really liking it. Yeah. yeah. He's but. always way more down for just plain things that are disturbing. <laughs> Whereas, like, if it's going to be disturbing, I think I need a something drink. else behind it. And a drink, perhaps, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts you wanted to get out, Robbie? Um, I think, honestly, having the discussion about this made me think about it a little bit deeper. Because I think I just kind of took it for what it was whenever I first watched it. <laughs> But, yeah, thinking of it more of, like, you know, the mindset of an abused child wanting to be in a better place, but knowing that they're stuck in their reality gave the or gave Opal more of a depth than I originally saw it for. Hmm. <laughs> actually, I have a question for you. If instead, so if they just took off the clay and it was just all the actors actually behind it, do you think you would dig it more? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of funny. 100%. Yeah. I do not like the claymation. Huh. It literally, Robbie's the only one who's going to get this in this room. Um. <laughs> Of three people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this one's for Robbie. Uh, you know on Event Horizon when there's like the hell stuff going on? Oh, and they're like yeah. Saying that things are under their skin as so they're pe- peeling their skin off? Yeah. I imagine that this is what they saw. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, there's like this scene in uh, Event Horizon. He's like, do you want to see what hell looks like? And he touches his head and you see like these flashes of what hell is supposed to be like in all these like disturbing imageries. And it's all from Jack Stalber's claymation. <laughs> I just gotta re-edit that now. <laughs> Put that up on YouTube. Uh, you could probably get a lot of videos if you did. Probably. Yeah. But then you'd have to look up Jack Stalber's Ugh, claymation. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. You would need hours, me to do yeah, it. hours in, uh, I guess not Photoshop, but whatever editing yeah. program you use to <laughs> get it all diced together. <laughs> MS Paint. <laughs> huh. Well, that that changes how I thought some of this stuff would go. Then, actually, quite <laughs> honestly, huh. but um, the the last one, "False Memory" by Studio Flint Sugar. Uh, this was an independent animation. Um, you guys were saying it kind of felt like a pilot, basically. One hundred percent. Yeah, uh, it it, felt- w- it definitely wasn't. It was just kind of a thing they wanted to make. It one hundred percent felt like they literally had a pilot's worth of. 
uh, storyboard done. And then they just added like four more frames to each storyboard panel. And then they made this. <laughs> well, I, I feel like for that, because once again, this one probably had the most story out of anything that you showed us today. Yeah, And uh, this one felt like there was a bigger story behind everything that was happening. Because like there was a story of the main character and the protagonist and what was mm-hmm. happening with him. But it also like had this bigger story of this is happening with other people, too. Which is why the... it felt like this could be a, like a continued adventure almost. Yeah, give us the clean rundown. All right. right. So basically, False Memory takes place in a universe where uh, they call them bugs, basically. Bugmen. Where <laughs> yeah. uh, they can basically implant themselves into someone's memory if they're in a vulnerable place, basically. And replicate themselves into the memory kind of taking over in some sense mm-hmm. uh it doesn't go too much into like what they'll do eventually i think it kind of is leading that up to the viewer to decide yeah but it follows one kid and his bug basically and like not wanting to lose his bug yeah because um his bug is basically the memory of someone he cared about who was no longer with them anymore mm-hmm I actually really like the story in this one. Yeah. That's well, fair. Like, I didn't quite catch it as much the first time I watched. Again, probably because I was watching it on computer, but... Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, the thing about it, too, it's not so much just because it's someone that he lost and he doesn't want to lose that memory of them. It's also the fact that, like, the bug kind of injected himself into these bad memories that he's having. These right. memories of himself getting beat up and being bullied by all these other kids, and this bug was saving him in these memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and so it's taking these bad situations and making them better. Yeah. So like, uh, there's like a group. I don't remember if it gave a name for the group, but there's two girls who are part of a group that are basically destroying every bug, mm-hmm. so that people no longer have them. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to be simple to think of. Yeah, because yeah. like in a w- th- <sighs> memory collectors, that's what they were. Called. Yeah, there we go. Because um, what they did is they collected all of the what they consider to be like useless human memories, and they're trying to find a way to preserve them so that people wouldn't forget them. And while trying to preserve what these are, these collective memories, they came across these bugs. Yeah. One visual that it kept using was a floppy disk being written over. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my theory is that this literally is just all happening in the memory of a floppy disk. <laughs> and that's just a bunch of fucking pictures on there. And that, like, what you see whenever you're trying to, like, recover pictures and stuff. When you accidentally deleted or corrupted your floppy disk and you're just yeah, trying, you're trying to, to get it back. Like, this is what's actually happening inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's very, like, early 2000s, late 90s kind of technology all over. Yeah. yeah. Although, I'm going to chalk that up to probably the creators were alive during the... Yeah. Because I do the same thing in a lot of my works. Like, I'm like, oh, and all these characters have flip phones, even though no one's used a flip phone in decade. Coming back, baby. They're not the same, though. Well, no, they're cooler now. No, you can't even put keychains on them. <laughs> well, maybe not here in Japan. I bet you can. You can on their smartphones already. Mm-hmm. Because that's a big market there. I think yeah. I need to show you guys the latest Stank Pods video. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's talked he's talk about modern <laughs> flip phones in that one. Of course. Uh, But, um, yeah, that's kind of the gist. And, like, it's it sounds simple. Uh, It's kind of told in, like, a kind of shonen anime kind of way where everything's, like, a big bombastic fight. Yeah. And it's all symbolism, but also you get to watch a big bombastic fight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, The big bombastic fights, weirdly enough, kind of reminded me of, like, old uh stick flat flash animation, where you have, like, these two stick figures fighting and, like, yeah. the 
fight becomes like this huge bombastic thing between stick figures basically. Yeah, and like it has the weapons falling out of the sky that the stick yeah. figures start. Yeah. I think that some of that might just because it, this is kind of a YouTube video. Yeah, so like but the it, structure felt yeah, like that. It, it felt very reminiscent of, you know, going back to those t- kind of videos in the early 2000s. Well, to be fair, a lot of those were also based off early like Dragon Ball Z right. and like Bleach and all those anime, yeah. which I this clearly takes some inspiration from. Oh, 100%. This yeah, takes yeah. all the inspiration from every shonen ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, though this one, like, I definitely would be more interested in, like, the back story of this one versus a lot of the shonen that I used to watch. Yeah, like Robbie said, like, it feels like there's way more to explore here. Yeah. Yeah. Honest, I think, honestly, too, when it came to, like, the shonen cartoons and stuff, the one that it really reminded me of was Fully Cooly, honestly. Yeah. I would, yep, I would say, yeah. Like, that one's also... That well, one's that also one, very weird and surreal, too. Well, that one's also, like, a commentary on, like, what it is to grow up, I yeah. would say. And this is a commentary of, like, how, like, how dangerous false memories can end up being for people and how to, but how to strengthen yourself through loss and stuff like that. Yeah. I actually, I, I honestly, I really enjoyed this one a lot. Yeah, I think this one's great, and especially because it's an independent animation. Like, right. uh, I looked up, they made this in six months, basically. Pretty and impressive. that's really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could t- like there's some shots where they clearly didn't put as much time in it, but right, but like the the fight scenes are fucking astounding. Like yeah. they look like shown in anime fight scenes. They do, yeah. And I mean, clearly that's where their time and effort went into and it it was well well spent. They also whenever dialogue was happening, it was fucking a million words a minute. Yeah, yeah. that was like that's one of my little gripes with this is like it's just like fucking exposition dump. everything in five minutes yeah. and then a bunch of explosions it's like oh and the bugs in the bug mint and they even kind of joke about that with the other character be like i did not understand a single word yeah. but <laughs> like it's it is hard to follow and if they like again i don't think this was made as a pilot i think they just made this because they really like shonen anime and wanted to make their own basically they should make this if they make nine more episodes of this i would be happy yeah i don't know I mean, I could. Let's give him money. This does, <laughs> this has like ten thousand views, honestly. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's super a, underrated if it only yeah. has ten thousand. That's kind of why I wanted to do stuff like this too, because like I think there's a lot of shorts and stuff that just don't have that many views. Huh. And that's kind of why I wanted to bring this up too. <laughs> but I mean, also, um, speaking of stick animations, like <laughs> I'm gonna look it up really quick so you can keep talking. I mean, yeah, like this. This is something that would definitely fit, like, in the early 2000s, too, I think. But this, mm-hmm. honestly, astounding. Like, they have, like, one other thing they've animated. I haven't watched it yet. I'm curious. It's not related to this at all. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm really, I'm really curious what they go from here, basically. This is, um, like, I know that <laughs> What's-His-Face with the soap opera, or not soap opera, shop opera. <laughs> Jock Sto- Jack Stauber. Yeah, Jack Stauber. I know his stuff was actually on Adult Swim. But this short feels like it's something that I would have stumbled upon at one o'clock in the morning on Adult Swim. I'm. What do you mean, tsunami? <laughs> no, like Adult oh, Swim. Okay. Because they would have like, uh, fully cooling and stuff like that. Like this, one hundred percent feels like it would fit in that block of animation. Yeah. I mean, again, it was probably inspired by a lot of that. For sure. For sure. Uh, this is Chinese, so I don't know how much like they had from there. Maybe there's some Chinese shows that we don't know of that they got inspired by. Who knows? Maybe. But, yeah. Um. Yeah, like I definitely I really dig this one too though. Like it it really astounds me how much they got done. And just like this feels like a quality product. Like the other ones were like given a bunch of funds and like 
freedom and stuff. But yeah. this one was just an independent animation. They just were like, we want to do this. Let's do it. You just did it for the joy of it. Yeah. So, like, that that really impressed me. And I, I love Jack Stauber and all his works. All his music is great, mm-hmm. I would say. And, but, like, it's different, like, watching something like this, where, like, this feels homegrown. It feels complete. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like there's more behind it, but it feels like it tells like a, a full story. idea. Yeah. Whereas I think um, I Shop know. and... Um, his other one's Opal, but Opal cat soup. and Cat Soup feel like pieces of something. I don't know. Bigger, I feel like Opal pieces of something incomplete. I feel like Opal's pretty, like, enclosed. Like, I don't know what else you really need with Opal. Yeah, maybe not Opal. But Shop for sure. Like Shop just feels like he wanted to make a little funny, like pop opera parody kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and then Cat Soup feels like there's another hour of a movie there that they just didn't have time to do. I don't know. Like they took I all mean, the surreal parts out of a movie, and then like they didn't, they gave, they took out all the explanation, just left you with the surreal parts. Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. Dryer wants the extended cut of Cat Soup, where they put in a narrative that where they're all in one. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a billion dollars, I'll make one for you. Uh, all right, sweet. I'm in. Here's one billion. I can't dollars. guarantee it will be good, but it will be there. <laughs> I mean, I do kind of agree, like it does feel complete with um the with false memory. But it almost feels like, you know, that's like one story and they say there's like 93 other bugs. So it almost feels like there could be 93 other episodes dealing with all the other bugs. I mean, yeah. it, like it would be like a kind of monster of the week. It felt like. Yeah. Like a shonen. I could, yeah, like, I, um, I could still see it working pretty well, though, especially for a shonen kind of anime. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, there's an anime I watched that it kind of would remind me of with that idea. I don't think either of you have seen it, but it's called Mushi- Mushishi. And it's kind of about like this kind of guy going around and finding fighting spirits and stuff, and it kind of has this vibe to it. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, me and my brother watched that over like one of his spring breaks when he was still at college, uh-huh. and that was a lot of fun, honestly. Huh. Mushishi. 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 Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. Did you have much? Did you have any other thoughts about uh, false memory, Robbie? No, I feel I, like me and Jirai have been dominating a lot of these. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. Uh, whenever you said like uh, how few views it got, it reminded me of another like kind of little hidden gem that I saw online, like way back in the day. I saw it on Stick Page back in the day. It was another like stick animation thing, but it was really good. It actually had a story behind it and everything. It was called the Castle series, and it was almost like um, it's almost like telling the story of like the SWAT group going into this castle and it being almost like a Castlevania style castle and them trying to find or fight their way out of it. Uh, yeah, that one, like even today, like that one was actually uh, hyped up by Moist Critical and it still only has like 100,000 views per episode on YouTube. But like, I remember seeing that back in the day and like I had to let the thing load for two hours because <laughs> I originally watched it on dial-up. Yeah. <laughs> I guess like... With a lot of that, because I guess it was competing with stuff like Zhao Zhao and animator yeah. versus animation, so it's kind of hard to really yeah exactly stick and out it, sometimes. It, I was gonna say no it's, it's one that didn't exactly stick out, but it, it it was really good though. Uh, yeah, false memory was very good. Like astounds me still second viewing, and very I good. I watched it for the first time not too long ago. Wow, but yeah, yeah very impressive. Uh, underrated gem. And I don't <laughs> like saying so. that a lot because it means almost nothing on the internet nowadays, but yeah. for sure. Uh, so I guess now let's let's make our cases for the best ones. 
Um, uh, Opal. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. That's that was my favorite. Honestly, really? that is my favorite. I Ooh. think it was really cool. But I, my, <laughs> I think the more agreeable one is my close second favorite, which was False Memory. I mean, that's that's where I would land. Where yeah. where what are your, what are your thoughts, Robbie? I feel like you're more forgiving on the animation style. I am more forgiving on a lot of things for these than you are. Um, <laughs> false and or false memory honestly was my favorite one too. Like that one, it had the most in depth storyline. It felt the most complete out of all of them. It had the coolest fight, or coolest like action scenes. It was very well animated. There were no action like, scenes in any of the other. No, no. I guess they did beat up a pig for a minute in in a uh, cat soup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like um. Yeah, that one was like the most complete of an animation. Like that one was, really, I really liked that one. I think uh, speaking on it here, I think Opal's probably a close second. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, it sounds like Jiraiya only like really liked one of these, and the others he was like all right with. But um, here here's where I'll I'll start from the top to the bottom of what I thought about. Oh, okay. Um, Shop a pop opera. I really enjoyed while it was happening. And I was questioning a little bit until Cat Soup happened, and then I just let all my questions out because <laughs> what the fuck was I watching with Cat Soup? Yeah, I, uh, I expected that for sure. Um, like I enjoyed it in the viewing a, a ton, just because the music was fun and it was really silly what was going on. Um, but again, the claymation <laughs> just doesn't very sit well with me. I know, it. but it just doesn't sit well wow. with me. I don't like it. If Jack Stauber ever makes a movie, I'll make sure not to show you it then. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't like it. Um, Cat Soup, I think the animation is incredibly impressive. I think the sound design is really good. Yeah, I guess um, we didn't talk about that, which is yeah. weird because there's not dialogue to get in the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think if I were in a more <laughs> open-minded state, <laughs> then that would definitely definitely resonate with me more if i were like if i were willing to go into it and be like okay let's really go in and dissect what's happening with this cat uh-huh. <laughs> um i think i could get a lot out of it but i think that's so contingent on me being in that introspective mindset that it's really really difficult for me to to get in there and that's probably because there's another piece of content that I was playing recently that got me there, and then once I was finished with that, I was way the fuck out. Okay. Um, so we'll that's, probably that's probably discuss that on the live show. I imagine. I imagine that's that's probably painting a lot of how I'm feeling currently. Um, but yeah, I just I kind of have no feelings towards Cat Soup besides the fact that it was very pretty. That's fair. Um. And that's biased. That's one hundred percent biased on like the things that I've. Everything's biased. This is a biased. Po- <laughs> I like I I know like why we're disclaiming stuff that's biased, but like it's a weird thing to like act on the show where we're giving all these opinions that we have to yeah. specify <laughs> that we're biased. Our our normal show's biased. Yeah. Um. And then are you saying reviews are biased in their nature? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> no reviews, only views. <gasps> <laughs> Wait, um, views just uh, sitting in for opinion. <laughs> oh no. Uh, Opal, again, like, that's something that I feel like I would show to somebody. I'd be like, do you want to see something fucked up? <laughs> uh, and then I would show them that. And then and they'd be, be like, like, wow, it was clay. No, I imagine most sane people would be like, this is disturbing and unsettling. Um, and then not be happy afterwards. <laughs> because that's kind of where my state of mind was. Okay. Um, and then I just, on almost every level, I just really enjoyed. Uh, False Memory, I just enjoyed all the way around. I think the animation was really neat. 
like I said, it looked like storyboard, but that wasn't me like shitting on it. Like that, I I enjoy how storyboards look. Yeah, and so I actually was really into that. Storyboards are so popular for a reason. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it was very much like you could tell where they like drop down to like you know either eight frames a second or twelve frames a second. There so are some have... like two frames. A second. Yeah, <laughs> it's animations. In but here, like but... you can tell where they drop the frames on certain parts t- in order to uh like deal more frames. It's like maybe the action scenes or like yeah. stuff that's you know important. Yeah, yeah. And then like I just really like the high high concept. Like sci-fi action of the high octane action. No, no high sci-fi action and high concept of like go into this person's mind and kill this thing that's not supposed to be there because it's implanting memories. Like that's just a really fucking cool idea to me. Yeah, kind of um, like Blade Runnery. Blade Runnery, Inceptiony. Like it's just anything that like infiltrates your mind like that. I think is like a really cool concept. So just conceptually, I really really like this. Um. I would have to say that it was my favorite. False memory was. That's fair. Uh, I'm gonna steal that con. How you structure that? Because I actually really liked how you structured that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> shop. I I very much agree with you on shop. Like it's really fun to watch at the time, but you don't like leave feeling a whole lot after. Right. That one's just kind of joy at the end of it. Yeah. Like that's like a very that's like a fun thing to show to people. Very. And again, like if I saw those in segments after watching Adult Swim, like between commercials, I'd be like, "Ha, that's kind of funny." Right? Yeah. Ha ha. He's drink- he's singing about milk. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was just fun. It, like the juxtaposition of existential crisis with everyday grocery items is always great. But yeah, it's very silly. Not not a whole lot after. But um, cat soup, I I really love, but at the same time, it is very because it's just surreal. And I love Serial in this, but, like, it's hard to say, like, it, you, I get a lot after watching this. Like, I, I thought about Cat Soup a lot the first time I watched it, and I'll probably think about the scenes again while watching this. But it's just more like, as I described earlier, it's a ride. And as much as I enjoy rides a lot of times, sometimes you just want the destination. Yeah, that's um, fair. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Opal, as I said, Opal? What definitely was my favorite going in. It was like a clear favorite going in, but after rewatching uh False Memory after it, it wasn't as clear cut as a of a favorite. And but I still really like Opal. I really like what Jack Starber did with it. I think he really nailed like how to make it kind of creepy. And I don't think it's as unsettling as he did, but um different backgrounds and all that, of course. Right. Uh I mean I guess one good example, like there's one fear that I have that I know nobody, even in this, probably in this entire building, even has the same fear as me. Is like, I have a weird fear of porcelain dolls. No, porcelain dolls are fucking creepy. Yeah. I'm yeah. with you on that. I hate them. <laughs> dry, but like, them. Dry knows why I have that fear of them too. Is because yeah, like, you also know why I have that fear. It's the same reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> porcelain doll came to life when you guys were asleep. Uh, no, so um, may as well. So whenever I was growing up, like, uh, I, I've told you about some of the weird dreams that I've had in the past. So, like, and I've always had weird dreams like that in the past. Uh, but growing up, uh, you know, I grew up in a single parent household. And I, for a while there, I had to share a room with my mom so that my sister can have her own room because she's the older one. She needs her privacy, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, my mom had a bunch of porcelain dolls in the room. And all of them were, like, facing my bed. <laughs> and oh, we were, awful. like, yeah, and we were... My room was, like, uh, in the window, uh, the light shone in from the gas station that was right next to where we lived. 
and like it would just like reflect off of the oh, glass eyes oh, that are awful. on the porcelain dolls. The and worst. so if I woke up from a nightmare, that was the first thing that I saw whenever I would wake up. Oh, that's awful. That yeah. would give any child yeah. a fear of porcelain dolls for the rest of their lives. Jeez. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that makes it. I guess yeah, this probably didn't, it didn't help, that. help that half of them had a music box inside of them either. Oh uh, yeah. One would just go off. Yeah. Just randomly. Yeah. It was, it was the, the worst. Yeah, it was the clown one too. <laughs> I guess it probably didn't it probably doesn't help that Opal also has like very glassy eyes for all <laughs> That one of the actually characters. didn't bug me quite as much. Okay. Like porcelain and clay are two different things. That's are, fair. Like, they're, yeah, they're two different types of fear in my mind, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, like it's one of those weird things that I realized about myself while like talking about Opal and like the cl- weird claymation that uh, Jack Stuber did is because like Stauber, Stauber, sorry. But anyways, like his animations because like those ones are unsettling and remind me of like other ones that were like unsettling, but they weren't originally meant to be unsettling. But then like claymation, like Celebrity Deathmatch, never bugged me as a kid. <laughs> because I actually watched a lot about Celebrity Deathmatch. That was so much gorier than I actually oh, yeah. remember. It was oh, extremely yeah. gory. That one doesn't bother me. Like it's, I think that one's I, like, but that one. Feels those are like literal caricatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. People they, though, they feel like they're supposed to be characters. Like it feels like people playing with dolls. Like it felt like whenever we were kids, we'd get like action figures and like yeah. bash their heads together to like yeah. say that they're and say that they're fighting is what it felt like compared to like I guess a good example is there was like almost like a weird like claymation of like the magic school bus almost, but it was um. <laughs> yeah. It was Mark Twain. That oh, was, like, guiding I know those kids through yeah, that, that movie. Like, yeah, and like there's like one scene where they went through hell. Yeah, like literally, and like weird stuff like that. I think it's just called like the Adventures of Mark Twain or something. It might be, yeah. So you know what? I think I can nail it down to of why I don't like that movie specifically. No, Opal, and <laughs> uh-huh. like its animation so much. It's it's the insane zoom in with the claymation on the faces that I don't like. Okay, it's unsettling. That's fair, I guess. Like, they're not very detailed, so, like, weird issues with the model itself would yeah. very show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I guess it's re- It's probably just the Uncanny Valley, basically. Like Maybe, yeah. I guess not in, not in the way that it's too realistic, but right. in the way, like, it's supposed to be human, but something's wrong in yes. your head. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that's it. It probably doesn't help they're all on human bodies, then. Yeah, that doesn't. <laughs> I think that's what he's going for, but still. I mean, no, he just does that with any clay, like, even when it's not scary. Oh, that's just kind of a style he does. I I really enjoy it, but uh-huh. again, different backgrounds. Yeah, it's always sorry, Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're good. We do. Really I mean, that was like mostly my thing about that is like I think it just like that might just pop up from like weird childhood things that me and Dry deal- dealt with. Yeah, I guess like yeah, it's different because uh, I've like I'm very different with gore, and I had a very different like experience with gore than you guys had growing up. Yeah, so that's yeah. a lot of it. But um, yeah. Anyway, so like, I really like Opal. Um. In my head, it's like it's horror, but it's not scary to me. And I, it's just weird for me to go in with these like the thing of yeah, it's like unsettling. Like I didn't, I didn't like think of it that way, but I get why. Like now, <laughs> like after having this discussion, yeah. And of course, I mean, you feel the same way with some of the stuff. I get unsettled by that. You don't. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So yeah, like it's sure. it's a two way street, of course. Yeah. So um, yeah, I I did really enjoy Opal and. Some of that might just be my enjoyment of his works in general, but I think it does a really good way, like good way of storytelling in the short segments that it had. Yeah. And uh, I always love his music, even like with this <laughs> as it's supposed to be unsettling. Yeah. Like, I think he does just make really good songs. Um, And false memory, like the, the first time I saw it, I was like, this is really good, especially for an independent animation. 
And then this time on a big screen like this in HDR, as it blinded my eyes every time there was, this was definitely not made for HDR. No, it's not. <laughs> um, but like with in high resolution like this, man, it's so impressive looking at a lot of the shots and like they have such a good eye for like animation and follow through all the principles of animation that dry doesn't probably care much about, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You follow animators. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> follow animators on Twitter. <laughs> But, like, man, this is just, like, really impressive. And, yeah, like, if th this could have just, this could be a series if they had funding and more than the views they get. Please watch it, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. It's definitely watch, worth watching. Watch all of these, of course, but especially that one. That one deserves a lot of love. But, yeah, it was just, like, really fun watching it. And the second time through when I actually kind of understand what the plot is definitely made it really, like, stick out more. Yeah. Like, I guess I'll say, I feel like this is a good one to watch twice. One, so you can, like, <laughs> know what your the plot is, and the other time to really appreciate the visuals. The animation. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, like, man, really impressive. Um, Very close second to Opal for me, and I would not be upset if False Memory <laughs> took the state instead of Opal. Yeah, and, uh, I, think, I think for, well... Since you guys did your synopsis on all of them, yeah, I'll she's... do I'll do a really quick one on all of them too. Like, it's the same thing. Um, I think it was. It's not very memorable, but it's very catchy. The uh pop shop. opera shop, the pop opera. Yeah. Uh, and I think that one is just like you know the fact that it was cut up into small segments, like it was meant to be seen in like a commercial size segments, does make a lot of sense. Um, it is just one of those things of like, how do you say his name again? <laughs> Jack Stauber. Uh, Jack Starb Starber, <laughs> Jack Starburst, <laughs> <laughs> Jack Star. Uh, he just, I, I think it's just his way of animating is to make it unsettling, and I feel like he purposefully does that a lot too. So like that's kind of like <laughs> the thing that sticks out the most in a lot of his animations. Um, like I said, it's fun for the time, but it's something that you can kind of just watch and forget it almost. That being said, it's still not bad. It's just it it is what it is. It's a product of what it uh. I don't want to say a product of its time, but like a product, yeah, a product of, of its time of 2018. <laughs> <laughs> it was a product meant for a specific reason, and it did its job. Um, cat soup is a little bit. I feel like the whole idea of that is to look at that and go, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to watch a crazy Twitch streamer react to. Whoa! Kind of. Oh my god! The cat's in the soup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's definite, there's, there's definite symbolism there, like the old man feeding the cats and then putting him inside of a soup, and then the cats putting the old man in the soup and then cutting off his limbs to find out that he's a robot. It's total symbolism for the mo yeah. modern market. Duh. <laughs> I forgot it was a robot for a second. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> that one is, uh, like I said, it's almost weirdly like reminiscent of like those weird, almost druggy scenes of like the 1970s cartoons wherever they were trying to make uh, animations more adult. Mm -hmm. um, that's the only way you can just make it look like an acid trip <laughs> no other things attract adults nope nothing <laughs> that, that, that could be a discussion for a whole other day I watched a thing on that <laughs> I mean I will fucking yell at how a lot of animation is treated but that yeah. is a discussion for another day yeah it is because that goes into like a whole big conversation about furries and a bunch of other things too <laughs> yeah so. probably um anyways like, yeah that one is i don't even know how to what to think about that one because once again it is just like <laughs> that weird fair. surrealism of it but i think that is it's almost like something you'd like show a friend like hey like it, check out this weird animation that i found online yeah. kind of thing <laughs> um 
but there's that opal like i said that one is weirdly deeper than i expected it to be whenever you guys really start to talk about it so that one i'm kind of having a new appreciation for and i honestly agree with dryad like i i don't know if i can add on more for what's already been said about false memory that one was just very well done altogether. and that one very much it felt like a labor of love and i enjoyed every second of watching that one the only like my main problem with that one is whenever they do story expositions yeah they're talking at about a million miles an hour but some of that is because we don't know chinese obviously yeah like chinese is a very like say much with little words kind of language mm-hmm. yeah um, but, but there's a handful of times that, like, I realized, like, I missed the ending part of what they were saying because yeah. I couldn't read fast enough for how fast they were talking. I, yeah, so I think that is one of the little issues with just how little time they had to tell the story, which they had, that like, Dry didn't realize it. That's, like, a almost 20-minute short. Yeah, I feel like it was, like, six yeah. minutes long, whereas yeah, I they, felt Cat Soup was, like, three hours. I felt like Cat Soup was, like, ten minutes long, honestly. <laughs> Somewhere in between, the Cat Soup felt like it was about 20 minutes long. But yeah, um, I did really enjoy False Memory. It was just all around well done. And like, it was just kind of want to give like a tip of the hat to that one just because like I said, it just felt like a labor of love and they felt, it felt like it's, it's, you know, they wanted to show almost an appreciation for the anime or animations that they loved growing up and they did it through this. And I feel like they did a very good job. And like you said, it's kind of something that's spewed about for every time somebody, you know, Every time somebody likes something that they want to show to someone else, they always call it an underrated gem. The fact that so few people have seen or heard about this does, in my opinion, make it an underrated gem. Yeah. So I so, think yeah. there's a consensus here for our favorite yeah. uh, shop because we all said it was perfectly Yeah, that's the obviously time. the winner. That's yeah, the yeah. most critically even. <laughs> yeah. Fal- false memory, which I, if I didn't rewatch it, I probably wouldn't have said so like, obviously but man yeah just on rewatch this really did impress me a lot it's really good so uh narrow somewhat narrowly itching out opal is false memory as the movie of this segment Hooray. false memory you're a movie you are a movie <laughs> congratulations Congrats. you did it whenever they finally make a full series out of it they can put r under the comment <laughs> not commentary they can put under the reviews of it if the last one's in said it's a movie oh my god <laughs> God, could you imagine if we did? Like, That'd be great. They put us because we talked about it. Yeah. That'd be so funny. But yeah, um, so yeah, congrats to Studio Flint Sugar. You're not watching this, obviously, but congratulations. Yeah. Uh, if you are listening to this and you do understand English, thank you for letting us watch this. This yeah. was great. It was a good time. Uh, so officially, it is going to be in the running in the end of the years, probably if we remember. Yeah, yeah. So look out for that at the end of the year. Um. So as always, this isn't as always, but uh, this is a new segment. <laughs> so I do appreciate always doing any, new segments <laughs> every week. A new segment. <laughs> um, I would really appreciate any feedback on this. Um, we have an email you can hit us up at the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Please. I usually I say a joke here. Please just give feedback. I would love it. Um, we have a link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P. That has social medias that you can give us feedback at if you prefer doing it that way. And it also has everywhere you can listen to us. You can live soon to our normal thing, which is where we watch a movie. Uh, we started doing double features, so if you're interested in hearing us talk about two movies. <laughs> and just get ex- more tired every 10 <laughs> minutes that goes on. Just extremely tired. Uh, and yeah, those are there for you. We have our live shows every week. that. 
we are here. <laughs> yeah, we talk for and like a couple hours. That's a very less structured thing, but that is a lot of fun if you just want to hear us talk about random things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I was very nervous for this episode because I wasn't <laughs> sure I was going. I so I do appreciate everyone listening and uh, just let. Let me know how it is. Uh, if you have any random shorts that you feel like deserve some love, go ahead and set it uh, our way. And I guess I'll vet them since I'm the host. But <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I appreciate everyone for listening. Any closing remarks you want to make, Jirai? Um, uh, fu- <laughs> fuck. Uh, <laughs> that's it. All right. <laughs> I guess... Um, let let's take us out, Ravi. All right. So, I feel like at this point, I just needed to add it to uh, the end of this podcast. Is be kind to one another. Make sure you stay six feet apart. We are still in the middle of a pandemic. You are with the somehow. Yeah, we're in the delta of the next of is it. the omega. Oh jeez. And then we gotta <laughs> fight the sigma. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying random. Be letters. kind to one another if you're out and about. Make sure to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. Wear a mask. Get vaccinated if you can. Uh, Stay six feet apart whenever you can. But if not, make sure to stay home, stay alone, stay alive. And whether this is the very first time you've listened to us or you've been listening since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you for joining me on my weird ideas. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all for it. It was fun. Weird, but fun. Thank you, E. Yeah. Thank you, Robbie. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everyone out there. Have a great week. We'll be back with another episode next week. Probably our normal show. Who knows? Yeah. It's also the- our new segment. This isn't a movie. <laughs> it's the season for experimentation, so we'll see what happens. Have a great one, everybody. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.